You passed your luck check. It's the No Class Podcast. With your hosts, Dice. <laughs> and Penguin. <laughs> I'm podcasted out. I bet. Poor Which guy. podcast is this again? Which one is this again? This is the awesome one. This is the one that you don't get to see our faces on. Exactly. Lucky you. <sighs> so we start off by talking about the long con, and luckily there's really nothing to talk about for the long con yet. Yeah, I think we've already made them aware that it's more than likely going to be, uh, like as usual, the weekend. Nearest, Veterans Day weekend. Veterans Day weekend, the one nearest, if not on that one. And I think this year Veterans Day doesn't fall on the weekend, but it's the one closest to it. Um, we've already, I think we're already under contract though, right? We have been told, but I have not signed anything. Yeah, so there you signed. go. Yeah, there you go. And there was some concern, which I think we might have addressed on here or elsewhere that, you know, the same people that we used to butt up against when we were at our previous location have now luckily moved to this location, but we got in first and we've made a really good impression. Well, we got in better. Yeah, better is what I, yeah. That weekend was kind of the test too. And they're like, we love you guys the most. And I'm like, yes. Thank goodness. Cause, and I have big thanks to our long conners because you bought so much food, you bought so much drinks, you bought so many rooms that they love us. And, and you're so well-behaved. Exactly. And you smell so good. Yeah, exactly. I'm so proud of y'all for being hygienic. Yeah, which all joking aside, yeah, that is true. You've got yeah. those gamer perceptions. or Yeah, and, and stereotypes. And yeah. I'm glad that we can help break those stereotypes. Now, and I'm telling you, this was the biggest year ever but to my mind, kind of mind-blowingly, was the best year ever. Yeah. I mean, if there's any of you had a bad experience, you need to talk to me and Eddie. We can't fix things. We don't know about it. But we really didn't get many, if any, complaints. Nope. Like last year, we had some. I want to. I don't want to recover that ground. But, yeah. But this year, no. I mean, everything ran really great. And you know what that means? What's that mean? Next year is going to just be freaking. A shit show. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess better quit talking about how great this year was. But we keep growing, which is awesome because that means more games that we can offer. And, you know, I mean, there's going to be a maximum cutoff point. But anyway. And we're pretty close to it. Yeah, we really are, which is good. You know, um, luckily, you know, the ladies helped out, stepped up in a big way because, yeah, this is getting to be a bit much for two guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I would rather keep our vibe and experience the same than grow anymore at all and i'll say it one more time a big thank you to you know um james king and garrett uh came out vans and helped set up you know the banners and stuff and other things you know they were quick to go hey what anything i can help with and dennis calendar i remember on during setup and breakdown was like you need some help anything i could do and at one point it was just he just jumped in and started doing you love those people that you have to tell them they just, just chris kirby yeah, and Kirby. And so I see, like you said, you start naming names, you're where you're going to forget somebody. Kirby was a big help, too. Yeah. Paint Master Ron. Mm -hmm. In which he was our wheel man and helped out with the paint table. And we appreciate Ron again. And so, and like I said, Jen and Heather were a big help at the desk and otherwise. Especially Heather. We got to give Heather a big shout out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tease her, but no. I appreciate it. And she, she said, next year, the very first day of the con, she'll be on deck. Because that's, you know, when we really get kind of... Because I honestly wondered if we'd get slammed Thursday 
you know, because I didn't expect it. I didn't either, really. Or I probably would have emphasized. So really, that's on us. And then we had so many games pop up on Thursday. I was like, Uh all right, I guess people want Thursday. I figured that was going to be so dead. But it just goes back to what we said. Like when you said, hey, we're going to have this pre-con luncheon. Who wants to become five people? Okay. And then 20 people show up, 20 plus. Well, it's again like, you know, what do y'all think about Thursday? And then, blam, you know. With that, then you see it fill up with, uh, games to be run, mm-hmm. and then you see all those tables fill up. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, people are going to be here. Yeah, at put, least that one you can kind of predict. Yeah, yeah. Once it hits, but again, and I and a big thank you as always. I'm always the one to go. Thank you to our game masters because no games, no con. You know, I mean, so really yeah, appreciate 100%. our game masters. But anyway, that's the long con. Like I said, as we learn more things, um, so yeah, we'll let you guys know. We'll keep y'all abreast and a thigh. Mm-hmm. And uh, exciting Kickstarter news. Uh, Matt's finally out of the way, so we can start talking about Meet Your Maker. That's right, yeah. Coming out next long con. Yeah, yeah. Meet Your Maker. It's really a neat concept. Um, and uh, every time Eddie's ran, he's got a really good reaction. So Yeah, people are like, let's play the campaign of this. Let's stop what we're doing and make this our new characters. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like, all right, it, that's, yeah. that's a hit. Yeah, that's a, that's a great sign. And uh, what's awesome is uh, his other podcast, his uh, cohort there, whatever, has done a lot of this artwork for you, I believe, and it looks yeah. really good. It's yeah. really he's done, and he knocked it out fast. I mean, yeah, it really, and that which is I'm so envious because <laughs> I to disparage the artists on my project, but you know, let's just say there was some very. Uh, um, pleasant and you know but prodding you know to kind of i really would like that artwork you know but anyway these these are people have day jobs that's anytime you do a collaboration though unfortunately nobody is on your same time time scale nobody's doing it as fast as you or as fast as you'd like oh sure that's why you know i was pretty chill for the most part that's why i let that one guy go for as long as he did for fun i said we're just gonna have to part ways i'm so sorry but I mean, you've, you know, that guy was just foot dragging, foot dragging. I mean, to the point was, because I'm that guy, I'm pretty patient, but I've literally backtracked it recently. I went through my emails, backtracked, like, how long from the beginning conversation until me finally calling it quits with that guy? I was like, it was almost like a year or something, you know. Ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway. Well, tell them about the successful Kickstarter that you had. Yeah. Thank you to everybody that's listening. If, if you kicked it, I appreciate it so much. And like I said, I'll, I'll I'll tell that story. When I was a kid, you know, it's so true about my parents. They were from a different age, and they're like 84. I mean, compared to, you know, role-playing games were so alien. Mom didn't know what to think of it. And she, I won't say she disparaged it, but. But like my dad, I was surprised one time I showed up for one of my weekend visits, and he's like, what's that you got there, you know, the books? And I was like, oh, it's called DNA. I told him about it. He could tell I was excited about it and he was like well let's try it and he tried it so like he could make an informed Informed. opinion about it and dad was like well i'm glad you had fun with that but that's not for me you nerd yeah yeah and um and he's like my son will never get laid no but anyway um but mom i remember at one point she was like well what good is this like like what good will come of this What, what, what will you ever do with this and so i'm glad that she's left long enough for me to go hey you know, my hobby that you kind I made $5 off yeah, this. Yeah. I made five. I made a nickel. But anyway, but no. So thank you for those who helped me be able to go in your face, mom. 
now quit standing on your oxygen tube. But anyway, which uh, the kind of irony of that, not you standing on her oxygen tube, but that your mom's like, what's the good of that is your mom's a big time gamer. And that, yeah, that's the, and I've told she loves that to play too. games. She plays the poop out of games. And so I, I catch myself chuckling when I think about the delicious irony of in, as a retiree, she's constantly playing beanbag or dominoes or cards or on her iPad playing puppy rescue and diner dash and you know but what's the point of it but what's the point of it? what's the good in it and then he slaps the ipad out of her, her hand, hand. <laughs> crawl for it you know <laughs> then you step on the oxygen yeah. tube and you kick the walker away but no anyway the um, long con does not advocate elder abuse in any way <laughs> unlike other cons <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway um but no, yeah, like I said, thank you. No, it went really well. Um, we added a, like some extra stretch goals here and there. Well, what was the final total here? Uh, $8,161, I believe. With a starting goal of 500 bucks to get funded, right? Which it funded in like 30 seconds. How good does that feel? <laughs> feels great. Because I laugh. I've gotten a lot of good input, you know, from different people in the industry. And... Uh, Someone is insistent on licking my boot. <laughs> well, I've got to do something when I can't talk. I know, I know. But anyway, under the table. So I'm trying to, if you hear me, like, Matt sounds like he can barely keep from giggling because I can feel your boots so ticklish. My boot, barely like the leather is that warm thin on my boot. And she's hell bent on doing it. But anyway, oh, but yeah. Get no. in there, Minnie. Uh, uh, but you know, no, no. Um, shit, what was your last question? I've lost my track there. <laughs> How good did that feel to get funded in five seconds? It felt fantastic. And again, that was what it was. I've had a lot of good input from a lot of people that are in the small press, you know, third party group. Yeah, come here. I'll pet you on the head. Good Lord. But anyway, um, but Eddie, one of the good, I got some great pointers and advice from Eddie. When other people, I'm a hell of a guy. You're like, you need to set a higher goal. You need to set a higher goal. And Eddie's like, nah, bro, it feels really good when you can point and go, you know, like people go funded in three days or funded in five hours. How about funded in 30 seconds? It is kind of nice. And that way people know, oh, well, this is a done deal. It's safe to, to kick it, you know. So, no, no, that was great. I liked it. But, no, definitely if let's say I'd set my goal at 500 and I'd only done like 700 in business, yeah, I'd have lost my shirt. But, honestly, and I'm not egotistical, but I had enough confidence that I knew we were going to do. Speak into the microphone, Minnie. Yeah, yeah. If you she's know, pushing him away from the mic. From the, Thank God. Some, well trained. <laughs> I love that dog. I love her too. She's a sweet, she's a snuggle puppy, but damn, you will love me now. <laughs> she's very needy. Sorry if that was a little loud folks, but anyway, yeah, but no, uh, so I will, I'm not going to talk out of school, but I promised the PDF in December. I won't name names, but one of my, uh, Backers? No, one of my um, stretch goal authors uh-huh. is every other stretch goal author is like, hey man, when do you need this? I was like, well, as long as I get it by like the end of December, we'll be fine because I want to fulfill. Because I figure I'll send this out when I send the regular PDF. And really, all I guaranteed was you would get the PDF of the adventure in December. But I think it's kind of implied you'd get the stretch goal PDF, you know, with all the bonus encounters at the. Uh, that's something you don't want her in. You might better get it. But anyway, she's, you know, the last few podcasts, she's been just a sugar plum. 
she's i think it's raining outside and she's got a lot of energy she didn't get to burn off playing outside but uh anyway uh but yeah i'll say that it might end up being early january but i don't think it's going to happen because this author said he thought he'd have it ready in time for december but he's like could i have a little wiggle room and i said okay but otherwise i, I gotta brag on one guy Stefan, I hope I'm not slaughtering you. Stefan, Stefan Surratt, man, he has been so helpful, so nice. He's given me so many good pointers. He's helped me with some graphics and stuff. And then he was you know, one of my stretch goal authors. He said, I had two really great ideas, and I couldn't make up my mind. And I, and I heard the pitch for both of them. And uh, I end up going, you know what? They're so good. And, you, and I said, you, you pick which one you want to do. Well, he was like, I was so excited. He did a full write-up on both. So guess what? You're going to get a bonus. A bonus bonus. bonus. A bonus bonus encounter. Because it was so good, I'm going to include it. And, I'll just I mean, put my name on that one. Yeah, I was going to say. But he's done I'm really. done. Yeah, I mean, he's the first. He's got it done, formatted. I'm like, booyah. So. Yeah, I've got to look at, I've got to look at the adventure again to line mine up. But other than that, but you're, it'll be ready. Yours probably is an easy one, but it, yeah. But let that not disparage that it's a brilliant idea. Exactly. Sometimes the most simple ideas are the easiest. But yeah, you know, just like I said, though, I appreciate everybody that helped make that happen. And like, I appreciate my, my stretch goal authors. So that's cool. Now, out of all the backers, who's your favorite? <laughs> I can think of about six names. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I'll say that, like, I really appreciate that John Watson was one of the ones that did one of the the Cavern God stretch goals. It was quick to volunteer to run a game for me, which the guys that are in that game, you're going to have a lot of fun. Also, Eddie, I appreciate, and Matt Couch, you know, volunteering to run games as well. So they're going to run versions of my adventure with their own spin on it and whatever. And I know that both Watson and uh, Eddie are crafting their own encounter. I can only assume they're probably going to want to run their bonus encounter during, you know, the game. So that you'll get to see the actual author himself. Yeah, I got to bump up the death count in this thing. So. Oh, yeah, I would, I would. I mean, it's a con game, one-off kill them all and that way if you survive that's real bragging rights folks real bragging rights but anyway so all in all all the kickstarters all the authors you couch watson offering to run games at next year's long con uh, i'm really excited and there's actually a, a few slots of the cavern for couch yeah couches game and i tell you there was someone who's like man i only get paid once a month if you're listening to this if you still want in there i'll try to make we, we, we can work out a deal on those couple slots left. If you are is, if you are within the sound of my voice, yeah. jump on those two slots. Did you say two slots left yeah, for couch? Slots, I don't know that you can still do it through the Kickstarter. You can't, but yeah, Reach we can to, work it behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, rogue at yahoo.com is my email. Reach out and we'll work out a deal. You'll or be, no class podcast. RPG podcast. Yes, RPG podcast at, at gmail. gmail.com. So reach out through one of those ways. Of course, I'm not going to see the Gmail one, but, you know, it's all good. I will. Eddie will, and he'll pass it along. Or any of the other ways that you reach the podcast or the long con or me or Matt, whoever's email address you have. Yeah, or Facebook Messenger or whatever. And ultimately, like I said, there's a lot of people to thank, but like Ron, man, uh, he bought a bonus T-shirt, plus he bought a tier that gets a T-shirt. So he's going to get two T-shirts. And uh, I did the math and saw where quite a few people – 
did Eddie's uh, PDF as a stretch goal. So, you know, Eddie's going to get that cabbage. So a little nice. taste. Yeah, a little then, taste of honey. But when you do meet your maker, we'll see. I might get a little taste off of some, some late cavern ad on people. Probably yeah. everybody's bought it. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm very curious about that for the yeah. number of backers. If we can keep growing in backers yeah. on all these two, that would be wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, once we've got uh, two successful projects and people look at both of them and see their merits, I'd hopefully they'll have definitely a lot of confidence in kicking our future projects or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and while we're rethinking everybody, Lou Alou. Oh yeah. Lou, Lou, Lou. What a guy. <laughs> Lou is just awesome. Um, because scrambling to get me on, uh, this old dungeon, was very thoughtful, and he's given me a lot of really good. In fact, on the Kickstarter, you notice that the Caverns of the Dead God was in red. You know, so it kind of popped. Lou did that for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lou did. He said, "Hey, you need a little color to make it pop on Kickstarter." Here, I did this for you, and I'm like, "Oh, thank you." You know. So I mean, yeah, Lou's just a super great guy. We appreciate Lou a lot. He's yeah. a great ambassador of the game. Absolutely, and just a, a genuinely good human being. But anyway, um. I don't want to belabor that, but thank you once more. Appreciate everybody. And get ready for Meet Your Maker. It's going to knock your socks off. Yeah, so we have to see what's coming out next. Mm -hmm. It could be, jeez, uh, see, I can't even think of it now. Uh, Monster Crawl Classics. What is it? Uh, Dungeon Dwelling, Dwelling Creatures. Creatures. Yeah. Whatever name that ends up that with. That really rolls off the tongue. I love it. Me too. But we'll see. I, there's been a few more things tossed around, but I know that name has got the nice design drawn up for it. So Yeah, it's already got a nice design everything. So, yeah, that, that gives it a certain air of permanence. You yeah, know? We'll see. Yeah. We will see. It's not my decision talking about uh, collaborating. Stop. When everything's, when everything's not your decision, that takes a lot of the weight off of you too, though. Yeah, yeah. So Come see, come saw, you know. So there's that. And I mean, it's worse people to work with, I'm sure, than John Watts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Um, so anything else in that realm of Kickstarters, Long Con? Don't forget Grimtooth just ended. <laughs> if you didn't get your 2,000 emails about it. Yeah, we were so delighted to get so many emails. So many. It was well publicized. So we we had just if if you could kind of detect we had just paused the the feed a minute ago or whatever they can't it's seamless yeah it's seamless but my my dear wife my new bride Heather she's awesome but I, I got I'll tell on her the other day because I tell you I'm so it's funny the older you get and you learn it's like when you go back to the gym they always say ease back in and so many times I haven't I've just jumped in you know both feet. And the God's blessed me that I've not paid the price. Well, you have to acknowledge you're finally getting to a certain age. I went to the gym Sunday because I was on call and didn't have to actually work. And I said, hey, let's you know walk around the the gym. They have an inside walking track. And I did like 10 loops. It's like over a mile. And mm -hmm. did it at a pretty good clip. And Heather kept up. She did the mile. And then she's like, I'm going to do something else. Um, and then, but the whole time I'm walking, I also swung weights in my hands because I've learned you can give your upper body a workout while you're walking, you know, swinging those weights pretty vigorously. Oh my God, my shoulders hurt so bad. But anyway, I guess as we had talked about going to the gym and then when push came to shove, Heather <laughs> really didn't want to go. And so finally I was like, how can I even see? I said, Hey, what, what if we get cookies? And she goes, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> 
Will you do it for a cookie? <laughs> yeah. So apparently, I was like, well, let's go work the cookie off. And you know, ain't nobody getting cookies if I ain't getting a cookie, too. So here I'm trying to go to the gym, and I'm eating uh, cookies. But anyway. Which, if you know about your caloric intake, uh-huh. that cookie, you couldn't work that off in a day, probably. Oh, I know. It's like a good-sized cookie is like 400, 500 calories. I mean, yeah, good luck. Um, but again, talking about you know, the, the the fun little things about uh being a newlywed, like I know Eddie historically when I've said, Hey, you and Jennifer fight, he goes, the, the worst conflicts we've ever had is like trying to decide where we're going to eat dinner. And even then it's, it, what do you want for yeah, dinner? Yeah. Oh, what do you yeah. want? Yeah. And so, I mean, what, what an idyllic life if that's the, the, the biggest conflict in your, your marriage, but it's talking about Heather's a real sweetheart. But if you don't think she's got a little bit of feistiness to her, she does. She's going to hear this, and, I, and I, I'm glad I could share it You just remember that I'm not involved in this, Heather. Exactly. But so what was it? Every And I, I never knew about this until I became Facebook friends with David Beatty. Every year, him and some of his buddies do a thing called Whamageddon. And the idea is starting December 1st. You they to, both dress up like the guys from Wham. Exactly. And so uh, the idea is to go as long as you can in to December go-go. without hearing uh, last Christmas. And so Heather I, is apparently aware of this. I wasn't sure she knew about it or not. So it's Thanksgiving day and we're getting, Jesus Christ. And we're getting ready, uh, for family to come over Thanksgiving. She's like, I'm feeling kind of festive and in the holiday mood. Do you mind if I play Christmas music? I said, go right ahead. I'll be upstairs. So I can't hear it, which wasn't even necessarily the thought other than I'm just kind of a Scrooge. I don't want to hear it until well into December. That's why historically I've done pretty good with Whamageddon. I, mean, I have to be out at a shopping mall or an airport or somewhere where there's canned music, and that's how I get caught. Well, she starts playing the Christmas music. I can't hear it, but all of a sudden the volume goes up to 10. It's last Christmas. And I was like, that dirty so-and-so. So when I came downstairs, I was like, really? Oh, and she had an impish little grin. And she's like, tee-hee. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm out for Whamageddon. It's not even December yet. But anyway, oh, well. So, yeah. So that's that's the story, tee-hee. If I'm telling on her, she she knocked me out of Whamageddon early. Did it purposely. She's a rascal. But, yeah. All right. So See, this is when this one needs to be a video show. Yeah, yeah. Pop culture, maybe. We moving on? It's your show. Ha ha. All right. So I'm just a it. guest here now. Oh, I know. So so what do we talk about usually top of pop culture? Books, comic books? You read anything lately? Comics? Yeah, I've read a lot of things. Like what? I've read a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think I've already talked about the Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, G.I. Joe is coming out next month. Cool. Which is all set in the same universe, so oh, I'll probably wow. be reading along with that. I've been keeping up with uh, Venom, and now there's an immortal Thor, which is pretty good. Oh. So he's fighting, uh, basically there are gods above the Norse gods, so he's fighting the uber god of thunder. Oh, wow. So that one's pretty good. Hmm. It's been pretty interesting. If he kills him, does he get his powers? He's already Odin right now in the comics. Oh, wow. So there you go. Has he got the eye patch and everything? No, he didn't have to go in for all that. He had to go for the... the but he has the uh, Odin force, and he has to take an Odin nap, the all-father sleep. Because oh, wow. if you use up so much of that power, in the comics at least, then you have to take a nice long nap. rest. Oh, wow. So he's got his own Thunder God powers and his father's powers. Oh, ooh la la. 
Well, that does sound kind of a thing like maybe he beats this other guy, he gets his power, you know, and ooh la la, he'll be unstoppable. Um, the one thing that I still can't get used to in the comics, though, uh-huh. is Loki being a quote unquote good guy. Because uh-huh. you're you're an old school Marvel guy like me on that, where it's uh-huh. like Loki was like the most evil. Yeah, it's like him and I'm trying to think what it, if it's Mephistopheles or uh-huh. whatever they change it to in the comics, uh-huh. Mephisto maybe I don't know. Uh-huh. But basically, him and the the Marvel Devil were uh-huh. like the most evil characters, really. Yeah. Nope. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of like because of the, the TV shows and the yeah. movies, he's become popular. So, like, yeah. we got to make him. Well, that's like Magneto was, uh, even though in his own twisted way he was justified in what he did, he was a bad guy. But he's always been Nito. Yeah. You live long enough to see yourself become the good guy. Yeah. In comics, apparently. Yeah. But I don't hate it. It's just. It's, just, it's just odd. Just an odd adjustment. Where yeah. you're like, I'm not used to seeing those guys get along. But the thing about it, if you only came into comics in the last 10, 15 years, say. You or if you only know through the, because that's how it is. The movie is the biggest thing, so they have to change the comics to fit the movies. And what a shame, because it should probably be the other way around. But oh well. It's other So other than the immortal uh, Thor. Thor and G.I. Joe's on the way. So it's interesting. There's this revitalization of all these things, beloved uh, properties from our childhood, like uh, the Transformers and G.I. Joe. It'd be neat, though, if they could get their hands on ROM or something. But No one is interested. <laughs> that and Shogun Warriors, they're like, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Micronauts. Micronauts. For double R. You know what was hilarious was the toys were very short-lived, but the comic luckily had some decent artists and good writers. The comics did pretty well. Yeah, even that's though, crazy. And, of course, once again, the ROM toy was only maybe a hot ticket item for one Christmas, but yet that comic lasted for quite a few years because, again, some good artists and writers. I think, like, Romita was on that one. And I mean, yeah. So, really, the comic outlived the toy it's based off of. By far. Yeah. Because and, that the toy is really a relic of its time mm-hmm. for when it was like, we can put the electronics in this and do the light piping, I think, with Rom's big gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you could hear him respirate. And you could hear the little beep, 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 you know, noise of his different laser weapons, and it would, they would flash red, which was pretty innovative for the early 80s or whatever, you know, late 70s. So. But like I said, it's funny. 65. Yeah, yeah. But uh, 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 did you have the uh, Steve Austin $6 million man versus Bigfoot? Does a fat baby fart? Will a bum eat a ham sandwich? Does did you look through his woods? secret? Oh, oh, absolutely. And I pulled back the fake skin to show the, the, the bionic arm. Oh, yeah. And I had a wind-up uh, ramp launch uh, Evil Knievel wow. with the cape. Oh, yeah. cape would flutter in the wind as he took it. You'd crank that thing like a crack attic or whatever, and the zoom would take off across the room. Oh, yeah. Had one of those, too. Beloved. But if I had those toys now in their boxes in pristine condition, I don't know how much they'd be worth. I don't know. Some of them, it's like, oh, yeah, that'd be worth a mint. But, I mean, like everything, it's some of it's like, even in the box, that's worth a dollar. Yeah. And then other ones are like, no, that's a million dollars. I had never, my parents never bought me a Stretch Armstrong, but I went with my dad down to this old city dump to dump some stuff and found a Stretch Armstrong that was in my, uh, dad's like, you be careful handling that. But I took it home and washed it really, really good with soap and water. I mean, I played with that Stretch Armstrong. He had a, a little hole ripped in him with the gelatinous crap. 
Eddie's over here when she can see this. He is he is trying not to laugh his ass off. But here I am. I had to put Son, <laughs> I believe somebody has been made love to that stretch Armstrong. <laughs> but uh, I had to put like a piece of electrical tape over the little rip in his arm or all that gelatinous crap would come out. But once he had that piece of electrical tape, I had me a perfectly good stretch Armstrong. That still seems like the lamest toy in the I, world. I know, really. And the, the, the end of the day is like, okay, you, know, you can stretch his arm right real far and it stretch goes back. Okay. You know, but well, I remember having the ones, and this was a big innovation at the time, too, where they had the wire in them. Oh, yeah. So if you had like the Bugs Bunny or whatever, you uh-huh. could bend Bugs Bunny's arms and uh-huh. they'd stay bent because he had the mm-hmm. wire in there. Woo. Yeah. And that, when you look back on that now, that's like, that's some of the lamest stuff, like a Stretch Armstrong, but mm-hmm. at the time. Well, how about, do you remember, what was it, what year would it have been where those clacker things were popular? Those great, big, really hard, rigid plastic balls on the string, and it had that thing at the top where when you'd gesture your hand up and down, the balls would clack, 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 and you'd just sit there maybe for half an hour making a racket with it. Whoop-dee-doo, it's two plastic balls banging together. But good Lord, you know, that one Christmas or season, boy, that clacker was, you know. The How about the one, like, yo-yo thing? You had the piece of wire that was bent around, and you had the round piece in the middle, and it was magnetic, I think, because it had the two long metal pieces, and you'd go like that back and forth. Oh, yeah, and, and that thing would loop Ooh. up and back. Yeah, and you For just, those of you that can't see the motion, you'll have no you idea have what no we're idea talking, talking about. about. But I totally know the thing you're talking about. Or like I remember even as I was getting older, kind of passing this stuff, slap bracelets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but we keep talking about lame, I guess, toys or different things from that time period. Exactly. But, um, you know, yeah. How the hell do we get on that tangent? We're talking about, oh, old things like G.I. Joe and, oh, wow, you bought, it's what's her name, Sheena or something? I, uh, yeah. So as I rush off to go the, the acrobat. pick up. The acrobat. Yeah, see what I just grabbed from Ollie's, Good Stuff Cheap. Oh, Ollie's. Because these at my friendly local game shop are going for 30 bucks. 30 bucks, and it, how much was it? Nine ninety nine. Yeah. Nice. And so I got all three of those. Oh, the cool. The ones that are out so far. Oh, nice. You got so, Hank and Bobby. Hank and Bobby and uh, the Acrobat, which I can't Diana. remember her name. Diana, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And do you get Uni, too? Ooh, la, la. But I will say, for all of you rushing out to Ollie's to get these, uh-huh. Diana was the hardest one to find. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. So there's always one that's a little harder than the other ones, mm-hmm. and she's the harder one to find. But if you've got an Ollie's near you, uh-huh. and you're within the sound of our voice sort of thing, yeah. They're on sale right now. And like I said, they're going for about 30. Now they're going for about 10. If you have, if you go to your Ollie's and see they have a huge supply uh-huh. after Christmas, uh-huh. they have like a 70% off toy sale or something like that. Oh, wow. So you could get them for pennies on the dollar, as they say. Yeah. And the important thing is Ollie's is a clearance place, uh-huh. so none of that money goes back to Watsy. Yeah. Because that was the biggest reason I hadn't bought them so exactly, far. Exactly, yeah. Because otherwise I, I'm... Down for it big time. Yeah. Now, I, I had sent them too in that whole nostalgia kick. And that's why they're getting smart. They're working the nostalgia angle on this older guys, you know, that, and that's because those are characters from the old D&D cartoon. If you're not following what we're talking about, it was Bobby, Hank, Diana, the acrobat. But yeah. Which, um, ironically, they also have plenty of stuff from the new D&D movie too. Oh, I don't doubt it. Which, what is it? Hugh Grant? Yeah. And um, 
old there's Chris plenty Pine. of Hugh Grant action figures up there for you. Which is which he's the bad guy in this. Hey, but, spoilers. Oh, sorry. No, he's a good guy. I'm kidding. I have no idea, and I'll never know. Exactly. Yeah, go figure. Kind of like the latest season of Rick and Morty. Uh huh. I haven't seen it and have not rushed out to watch it. I'm kind of I'm kind of over it, which is really sad. Yeah. But anyway, but that was comics and books and comic books. Did you have a book and comic book? Um, no, because I don't think they want to hear about the book I'm reading right now. But anyway, erotica. No, it's guerrilla warfare. <laughs> so anyway, oh yeah. Anyway, so after books and comic books is uh, TV and movies. Stupid monkey. And that's where I made the joke with my stepson when he's like. Gorilla warfare, and I went, yeah, you got to know how to fight them gorillas. Anyway, womp, womp. It's a total dad joke. Um, so what is it? Movies and TV shows? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I got bamboozled because I had the holiday spirit was upon me after we ran everybody else off on Thanksgiving. And we were going to watch something from like uh, – Lifetime or Hallmark or something. I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. She goes, no, no, no. This one's about a dog. <laughs> it's a laugh. Her mother called about this time to thank us for a wonderful day and how wonderful everything was, how great it was, which it was really, we had a great time with her family. And uh, it was really nice. And Thanksgiving was really nice. Um, sounds like you guys had a good one too. You're welcome. Yeah. And so, anyway, her mom called and she's, what are you doing? She's like, we're watching Christmas, the Christmas dog or whatever. And her mom goes, oh, God, don't watch that. That's super sad. And I'm like, wait a minute. And Heather's, it's not sad. Yeah, at the end of it, I'm like, you know, even Heather cried a little bit. It was pretty sad. But anyway, um, but that's me for for uh, TV. Bring down the room. Exactly. Definitely everyone rush out, run out, rush out and watch Christmas, the Christmas dog. Christmas, the Christmas dog. The first time you said it, I thought you just kind of stuttered over it or whatever, but it's actually Christmas. I, I don't know that that's actually the name, but that's okay. what I'm going to say. That's okay. what I'm going to Because even I'm thinking, that doesn't sound right, but the dog's name is Christmas, and I don't know what the name of the show is, but I think it's something like the Christmas dog or something like that. So, um, But it could really be called Christmas, the dog that ends up dead at the end of the movie. <laughs> I didn't say that. But it's heavily implied. Well, I keep waiting for something like that to happen at the end. Old and, Christmas yellow. And sadly, no, that's not the case, sadly. But something else sad does happen. No, not really. I mean, ultimately, well, the whole thing's kind of sad in a way. But at the same time, it, it, has, wah, wah, it has a happy end. Come on, Matt, for the love of Benji, <laughs> tell us. I'm not going to ruin the surprise. It actually, you'll have to watch it. But it, it, it really has that one actor that I like. Um, he's the one that played Christopher Pike when they did those Star Trek movies a few years back um, that had Chris Pine in them. He played, you know, the the wizened older guys like, I knew your dad, you know, uh, you know. James T. Kirk, you know, and he, he wanted you to accomplish great things. That guy is the dad in Christmas, the Christmas dog, whatever it's called. Anyway, so that's me for TV. Any TV for you? Oh, uh, yeah. So here's my like trash TV or whatever that we've been watching. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. Yeah. If you can believe this, I think everybody is aware of the global phenomenon that was the Squid Games, right? Oh, yeah. I watched that, devoured it. Okay. So. They've decided they're going to make a real contest game show thing out of the Squid Games. So do people die? So people actually signed up for that crap. 
If somebody uh-huh. contacted you and said, would you like to be on the Squid Games experience? I'd be like, We'll pick you up in the middle of the night and take you to an undisclosed location, and we'll have all the guards dressed up like that. Uh-huh. And don't worry, you're going to get home. Yeah, no. You'd be like, hell no. Hell no. So they did get these suckers to go along with it, and so far nobody's got their face shot off, which Aww. has been very disappointing. Well, then what's the point? But it's actually been pretty interesting. Really? Yeah. Now, here's the thing is, uh, one way you could bamboozle, just like in the actual show, these people are very financially desperate. No. They, are they making any kind of money? Oh, yeah. It's the same sort of, like, I don't know. There's this big pot. Millions of dollars or whatever. gets it all or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And some of the challenges are the same where you're like, okay, we're going along with the show, along with the show. And then it's like, oh, no, swerve. We're doing something else. Oh, wow. So Now, is there a thing where, like, if, if, like, in the show, like, if you all agree right now to call it quits? We haven't got that far. Huh. Because they did the typical, uh, here's half the season. Um, and then in two weeks, we'll ugh. give you the rest. And then two weeks after that, we'll give you the last episode. The finale, whatever. I hate that crap. Yeah. Um, and that, s- go ahead. Now, is this on Netflix? Like, yep, on oh. Netflix. Okay. So send us that. Advertising check Netflix right now. Yeah, but now so if you haven't seen Squid Games, it really is. It's, it's pretty yeah. Good. Check out Squid Games. It's pretty good. And then check out this if you want one of those kind of shows. Yeah. Um, and along those lines, we've watched The Devil's Plan and Physical One Hundred, which The Devil's Plan is like a uh, intellect challenge game huh. in uh, South Korea, and then the other one is in is the Physical One Hundred is uh, physical challenges. Like the, one of the very first ones they do is make everybody hold on to these bars for as long as you can. Once you let go, you're out of the game. Oh, wow. Interesting. So it's just like kind of do the pull-up motion yeah. for hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, talking about the weird crap you see, like um, I'll be doom scrolling on Facebook, and they showed a guy, and there's like a room full of guys, and he's like, grab the sledgehammer way down at the end of the handle and you got to hold it straight out mm-hmm. and see how long you can hold it before and, and over and you're not out as it goes to drop but when you finally have to let go of it you're out and i mean a bunch of these guys who look pretty fit mm-hmm. yeah they couldn't hold that sledgehammer by the end terribly long and there was one but there was one guy but this guy had like forearms like tree trunks he held it for like like a 20 count or something but i was like damn yeah that a lot of that stuff is a lot harder once sounds, you actually try like you it, you might be yeah. going. Oh, I could hold a sledgehammer by the end. Yeah, you do that. Hold it almost, you know, horizontal with the floor, at least to to, to start, and then tell me how long you can hold it there. Yeah, yeah. I and then like, a guy Man. like a uh, weightlifter, mm-hmm. they're not built uh, for doing like a pull up for long amounts of times, and uh-huh. they weigh that much more. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, the ninety pound lady is going to beat you at that. Yeah, who's got if she's got pretty good upper body strength and she's light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I was in my young 20s, because I had been kind of heavy all through my youth, but in my late teens, early 20s, I got into this fitness thing, and I got down to 190 pounds, which for my frame was kind of silly, but it was all just gristle, muscle, and bones. I could do pull-ups like a mug, you know, but yeah, even I had a, a fairly athletic nephew that we, like on a goof, we were somewhere, and I was just challenged him because there was a bar. I blew him away with pull-ups, but anyway. I guess it's also what you like. He'd been doing a lot of mm-hmm. long distance running. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, but hadn't really focused on upper body strength, but yeah, that, that stuff's interesting, you know, especially if it's more everyday people and not, you know, did you check out invincible? 
Uh, Have you watched any of it? Have you started it? I watched the first season at your recommendation on here, and I'd watched about two or three episodes in and then got sidetracked with life. I need to go back and watch it because I enjoyed them. They're good. So the the second season, I think I brought it up to you or mentioned it. Yeah, so the second season is out, And? and they're doing the typical... Here's half of it. Come back in six months for the other half. Why did so they do this? That was like four episodes, uh-huh. and it was really good. Oh, good. But now we start the long wait for the other four. I hate that crap. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do they think that builds anticipation, or I don't know, time for people to talk about the first season? So I don't know. Whatever. For me, it builds forgetfulness. Like, I forgot I was watching that. I forget mm-hmm. when it's supposed to be coming back. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily watch like Amazon a lot so that I see the advertising. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to wait until somebody on the internet reminds me. Yeah, that's a lot of things. I'll be on Facebook scrolling. Someone goes, man, I'm really enjoying Blip Blap. And I go, what? I've never even heard of Blip Blap. Or I'll be like, oh, I forgot about Blip Blap or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. But <sighs> it's good. Okay. Recommend it to you. But then again, you can always wait the six months or whatever and watch the whole second season and that's probably what i'll do and that's because that's like the famous infamous when i started watching breaking bad you were like man i'm so envious i was like why and you were like because you're not going to have to wait through all those long pauses in between two halves of a season or waiting to the next regular season or whatever those long delays find out what happened these cliffhanger episodes and i was like oh okay yeah which there's that they love cliffhangers mm-hmm. on that show which did but that's where I'd be like, well, I'm about to call it a night. No, oh, oh no, no, I'll stay up till one. I got to find out what you know happens next or whatever. But no, man, Breaking Bad. I don't know if Heather's ever watched it. I'm gonna have to see if I can bamboozle her into watching that because that's that's such a great series, and I wouldn't mind. And I really would love. I've been thinking about watching Rome again. I love Rome. Love me some Rome. I feel so. I hate it that old uh, Titus Pullo. That guy died recently. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he had just came with this really great character that looked like it was good. Like people like really loved him as this bad guy on um, a Shoka or whatever. And they were like one of the Mandalorian Star Wars spinoffs on Disney. I know. Plus, I know you're not in your wheelhouse there. But anyway, he had Ray. I can't think of his last name, but Ray, whatever that. Titus I want to say Parkinson or something like something that. Something like that. He had had this character that he was playing that was a, a bad guy, but he was almost one of these like, well, is he a bad guy? Because a lot of that's one thing good about Star Wars is, like if you look at some of the Empire people's motivations and you might kind of go, well, yeah, I mean, their execution's bad, but their heart's in the right place kind of thing. Well, this was like this character where- But the taxes are so low. Yeah, he had gotten into the mindset of like, that when they talked to him about, hey, you're doing a really great job playing that character, we're like, well, he thinks he's right. You know, he doesn't think what he's doing is wrong, and da 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 da. And he tried to kind of portray that up on screen, and it came across really well. And then he died, you know. And so this is a character he might could have played for a while, and might would have really kind of revitalized his career. Because what's he done lately? Like he was in a couple of the Thor movies as a throwaway character, and you know, because he did a pretty good Punisher. I, it didn't do that well at the box office, but I don't think that's his fault. Yeah. Say. yeah, well, yeah. that was a crappy movie. Yeah, but it's not his fault per se. That because again, uh, so did Thomas Jane. Though. Thomas Jane. I think that the, whoever wrote that did a really the writing was bad, but I think he played a good Punisher. Yep. I liked him as the Punisher. I wish I wish they had better writers and directors for him. I think he he was a really great Punisher. But anyway, but that movie was dumb in a lot of levels. The one that Thomas Jane was in, it was 
uh, it was hard to watch. Had John Travolta as his bad guy, so I mean, yeah, that's really uh, gonna hamper you. Yeah, I didn't want to go there, but yeah, but it is what it is. So that's TV and movies. Oh, for a movie though, since you yeah. said Breaking Bad, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Bill Burr. Oh, didn't he do one? What's it called? Something. And I watched that old dads or old whatever dad. on Netflix. Dad's dads and it's okay. And yeah, because yeah. you're like I like Bill Burr. And I think you do too. Yeah. So it's got a couple of good bits, but I'm not like go out and watch it immediately. It's uh, all right. You pro- right. you could probably see most of the hits on YouTube or something like that. I think I already have. Again, in the doom scrolling, you get these little. I've seen. I'm aware of it because I've seen little funny bits. Like the one guy goes, "Now you need to go and do this and this and this to it." And the guy goes, "Hey, hey, hey! Don't mind. You know, don't tell me my business or whatever." Well, the one where he's the guy is vaping uh-huh. and tells him to stop smoking. That's uh-huh. like. Why, how are you going to tell me to stop smoking? What are you doing? I'm vaping. It's like, yeah, yeah it's kind of, yeah. but anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say, like, talking about it Thanksgiving, say what you will about my uh, my new son-in-law. Um, it's very thoughtful. At one point, he kept stepping outside, and I was like, well, you got to go out to crack one or something? And he's like, no, I'm going out to vape. And I'm like, you can vape in the house. That's okay. It's not like you're smoking, you know. On the other hand. It's so manly. Yeah. Exactly, my uh, my st- my new mother-in-law, I think, was antsy to leave when she did because she was ready to smoke. And yeah, ain't gonna be no smoking in the house. Hey, you can vape now. No smoking in the house. And they're old school. They smoke. You know, it's like the old, the oldsters smoke, the youngsters vape. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. You know, you get to vape in the house. Sorry, you can't smoke in the house. You know, I'm old school. Get a cigarette or go away. Yeah, and I'm fine. With, hey, I used cigar. To smoke. A pipe. Yeah, if I went back and God, I would never go back. But yeah, I would not be vaping. Yeah, give me a Marlboro. What smells like cherry vanilla? Yeah. Oh, that's just me. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell that story. That is going to kill me. So at one point we're yes. dating, and and we'd go to kiss, and I'd be like, "What's up with her breath?" And finally, I said, "I I don't want to, you know, be that guy." But I was like, "When you come in for a kiss, there's kind of this," and it turned out she was trying this, supposed to be like coffee cinnamon whatever it was some sort of but yeah man it was like yeah and so she switched brands oh it's oh now it smells like wine and roses or or mm, yummy it smells like fresh made vanilla cookies or something but it's like yeah no you got to get rid of that one flavor you know well just think about like the big mobster can come up to you with a cigar and go i'm gonna do i'm gonna boop it it's joey's pizza party over here (laughs) but imagine like the same scene with big you know, kingpin kind of guy or whatever, and it's like, and if you're not out of town by the end of the day, <laughs> is that cherry vanilla? You'll be a dead man. Put that in your next adventure. Yeah, it, it just didn't have quite the, the same, yeah, set the scene. Gravitas. Yeah, yeah, too funny. Remember when this was an RPG podcast? Yeah, I know, I know. Um, all right, so talking about video video games. RPG video games? <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, but uh, so on a goof, yeah, I, I had been playing EverQuest, but I'm, I'm giving that a break. And on a goof, <laughs> I actually went and found one of these emulated outlaw WoW servers, played it for wow. all of about a minute, and was like, yep, been here, done this, I'm good. You know, it's not fun to grind by yourself in these games. I was out. So anyway, my youngest, who he and I were playing some online games together on PS4, 
But when I got into my project deeper into, I was like, I'm that that was going to the carrot over my head was like, I'm not going to play on the PS mm-hmm. until I finish my project. And so that's they'll tell you, he's, I've been pretty scarce on PS4. Which the unfortunate side is that I've, I missed. I enjoyed playing games with my youngest. Well, recently he had said, "Dad, I, I sure do miss the the gaming on PS4." I said, "Well, I'm done with my project. Let's do it again." So he's like, "I'm like, what are you playing?" He said, "I'm playing Far Cry New Dawn." And so I looked on. This was luckily Cyber Weekend or whatever last weekend, and they had Far Cry New Dawn and Far Cry Five for like fourteen bucks or something. So I bought it, and so. Like the next night, because I had to wait for it to download, we queued up and played. So I'm laughing my butt off because me and Jake, even though we had voice going, there was no communication in that, like, I'd be like, I'd have my sniper and I'm squatted and I'm sneaking up on this camp of bad guys. And all of a sudden he's charging past me and he's laying wasting it. I mean, literally, I'd be having to go, they're all dead, dad. Come on. Be like, damn it, Jake, can I have some kills or whatever? Well, then, like, the next encampment, I charge him at my machine gun. By the time I bust up in there, I get mowed down. I'm like, where are you? He goes, oh, I'm in that, uh, on that windmill about a half mile back with my sniper rifle popping heads. And I'm like, son, we got to coordinate this a little better. So, anyway, it's, I mean, we're playing with, with voice. We should be able to coordinate. When do I laugh? Finally, we go to one encounter where it's an old battleship or destroyer or something in this harbor and there's this long precipice thing like a road that winds down to it and there's a car sitting there right near where you land and the helicopter drops you off that's friendly to your cause he's like all right mon ami he's french of course because there's a french guy in the post-apocalypse who's in america and montana after the bombs but anyway that's kind of like in uh fallout when it was like the the scottish girl that could be one of your allies and fight with you how did someone, a young 20-something Scots person, get into post-apocalyptic America all the way from Scotland? Okay, don't think about it too hard. Anyway, so the guy drops us off. So me, I'm like, I'm going to be a jerk. I'm going to run and jump in that car. And it's cool in the cars. You can be the driver or the passenger. You can even switch places. And they even have an option where, like, you can lean out the window to shoot or whatever. It's pretty cool. And I love Jake was showing off. Like, when I first spawned, and I'm like, oh, there's a four-wheeler. And when I first played the game, he's like, ah, oh, forget that, Dad. And he spawns his muscle car with neon ground effects and a machine gun on the top i'm like holy shit jake you've been playing this for a minute haven't you oh yeah but anyway i jump in the car and i don't wait for him to get in i take off it's like dad you left me i'm going yeah i know i might be able to get a few kills before you get there so i'm ripping and roaring and spitting gravel trying to get to the battleship and i'm halfway there and i'm mowing bad guys down and all of a sudden i go they're dead dad i got the thing we came here to get like how did you already get down there he goes, oh, I have one of those little paragliding squirrel suits, flying squirrel suits or something. I'm like, what? So he had paraglid down while I'm winding down in the sport. You know, you know. So about this time, though, I finally, I had been dying quite a bit. I finally was shining. I went to the, the LZ to clear it while we're waiting for the guy with the chopper to show up. And I'm mowing guys down. I'd finally kind of look and figure out how to target pe- people, which helps immensely, of course. Cause I'm not really having much chance to take my time to learn mm-hmm. the basics because I got a, you know, a kid going, come on, dad, let's do this. Come on. And he already knows, you know, but anyway, but, uh, but I've been having fun with it. We've been playing a little bit when I'm not working late or whatever. So there's uh, yeah, so far cry new dawn. I like it. I think this story is, I don't know about the other far cries. I've not played any of them, but this one's got a post-apocalyptic focus to it. 
And there's, mm. you know, the group called the Highwaymen, what an innovative name, that are the bad guys. And you're fighting against them. But it's, I'm blown away. I forget how good the graphics are on the PS4. How old is that system now? I want to say 10 years. Yeah. And I mean, the graphics in this game look great. And there's a lot of bells and whistles, you know. Um, but anyway. Now just wait till you get a five. Yeah, I need to. And hopefully I might soon. Um, and then otherwise, on a goof, um, I decided to try out Meridian 59. Now, that's a game I had played way back in its inception. This was the very first 3D graphical multiplayer game. It came out around 1996-ish. So, I mean, this game, you can play it free. It's on Steam. Look it up, Meridian 59. And I would honestly recommend if you're a video gamer person, go play it. It's free for about an hour, maybe a few hours. You'll have such a grand appreciation for how far we've come. But you have to think this was the very first game of this type. I won't call it massively multiplayer because at the height of it, there were thousands of people playing. Whereas, I mean, something like EverQuest or WoW, there's millions of people playing. But I'll or in, in maybe EQ was hundreds of thousands. But still, for its time, there was no game like this. And these two brothers from Virginia had this idea, like they kind of saw where things were going, and they started it out. And when they played Doom, they went, "Oh, hey!" And they poured it over. And so it was the very first three D graphical game. But I mean, it's so dated. It's so basic. The artwork is so bad. But it's kind of like a neat. Which one I'm looking for? Like, I mean, to go back and see historical. It's yeah, that's where it's a milestone. Yeah, it's like a milestone, the historical to see where we've come from. So, if you really want to have an appreciation for, and that's probably why, by comparison, having played Meridian and then going playing PS4 Far Cry New Dawn, I'm like, oh my god, we've come so far. I mean, it's almost photorealistic and all the physics and the graphics, and and then go play some like Meridian. You're going, oh man, wow, we've really really come a long way but anyway so that's me for video video games and whatnot well kind of to uh split the difference have you seen any of the pictures of the new fallout tv show i have i've seen a picture of walton goggins as a ghoul looks great really well done uh the he's da- a great actor oh he's a phenomenal actor and then um and it's gonna be hard to believe it looks like the main character is a young lady who's mm-hmm. someone leaving the, the the vault but there's gonna be flashbacks and a Kyle McLaughlin, who which i appreciate as an actor he's the uh what do you call the top guy in a vault overlord he's the, the, the overseer. overseer he's the overseer of the vault that she comes from i'm fairly certain and so you got Kyle McLaughlin we know of and walton goggins as a ghoul and then i've seen some pictures of the armor they did mm-hmm. for the uh brotherhood of steel the uh what do they call power the, armor the power armor power armor looks yeah really good and the outfits are very you know anyway so far as far as that and we'll see i'm gonna i'm gonna turn the other cheek on some of the things that are i'm ready to have my heart broken exactly well i mean i won't lie i mean amazon totally i'm not a uh halo guy but a lot of people were very upset with what they did with uh halo and uh who's he called Commander Chief or Chief something or the main the hero of those Halo games, Master I'm not a, Chef, Master Master Chief or whatever. People were really disappointed what they they did with that, and of course we all know the debacle that was uh, their rollout of Lord of the Rings. Uh, and in fact, I don't know who was it that did Shannara, but that Shannara I tried to watch it and. Ugh was so bad i don't think it was even prime yes you didn't even hear about it but the elf stones of shannara that world one of these 
somebody because of the popularity of uh, Game of Thrones, they did a a show, and it's totally like that Hunger Games YT kind of that spin on mm. Shinar. And I'm like, really, you know? But anyway, um, so I'm hoping they don't totally just shit on this. The guy doing the writing and producing is the guy that did Westworld. Mm-hmm. So he's got the pedigree. You know, I've heard good things about it. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm like you said, you. I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, they're gonna totally. I'm, I'm, but it looks good. It looks good, and I'm optimistic. But I've had my heart broken before. But they do Invincible, and they do The Boys. Yeah, and The Boys. So yeah. I mean, could be something good. Could but, be something bad. And what I'll say is, this is you've actually read the comics and seen the show. You like the show better by far, I can say, or am I talking about school? Oh, the boys? The boys? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, even though they're not they're not keeping true to form, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think, who is it that wrote the boys? Oh, that guy's kind of a shit bird. Yeah, I don't like that guy in like general that. as an yeah. author. Yeah, he's really kind of a... a he's too bird. much of an edgelord. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't believe in God, but I'm going to put him in my comic and have someone shoot him in the head. And it's like, really? You know, I mean... Yeah, and yeah. I don't like superheroes, so here's my superhero comic. Yeah. Whereas Invincible is almost the exact opposite of that. It's yeah. a great comic book, and yeah. it is a great show, and they've done a great job with the adaptation. Yeah, but that's uh, Kirkman's been involved, and that's where when you have the author involved, that can be good or bad. You know? And he's doing the stuff for the Transformers universe now, which mm-hmm. he made his own original property, uh, Void Rivals, which I've been keeping up with that too. Void Rivals is still good. Cool. Set in that universe. So, yeah. yeah. It's a day for Robert Kirkman to shine, get a little shine. Yeah. But Walking Dead, on the other hand, mm-hmm. I jumped off that ship about season three, and that was that. Oh, yeah. And it, what's, again, I get mad because they would kill off characters because the character would, would start just suddenly doing really dumb crap. Well, kids, that's called bad writing. But unfortunately, who paid the price the poor actor would get killed off on the show because, well, your character's not very popular from what we're seeing from the forums anymore, or the online zeitgeist where it's like, well, that's because y'all writ- written me to do some really stupid crap all of a sudden. Thanks. It was just very bad writing. Yep. And, uh, but what's funny was one of the most popular characters ever is Daryl, which actually has a spinoff. And he wasn't even a character in the comic. That was actually Frank Darabont who first brought the idea to AMC and did the first season, and the show was a phenomenal success, and to reward him, AMC fired him, mm-hmm. which I'd be curious to know. He might have been a complete jerk and hard to work with. I don't know. But he brought that show to them and the idea because he had been in a comic shop or somewhere. Anyway, and he read, looked at the comic, read it. Someone brought that idea to him and said, man, this is a great comic. you know. And uh, But they really didn't stick. They kind of stuck to the, the comics for the most part, but I mean, like some of the best lines that Daryl ever got were ones they stole from the character they finally introduced, the guy with the handlebar mustache, the redhead, mm-hmm. which a lot of the a lot of the stuff that you're like, I just love Daryl for that. Actually, it was that guy's character who originally said it. They just gave that line to Daryl. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, but uh, ironically, if you mentioned that Heather the other day started watching the new Daryl spinoff. And she said she got about an episode or so in. And she's like, it's okay. You know, it's not bad. But she was like, eh. you know, I thought, well, if it, let me know if you like it. I might run and try to catch up to where you're at and we can watch it together or something. Because back in the day, I did enjoy The Walking Dead up to a point. When it was all the hot new thing, uh-huh. oh, yeah, I was right in there with everybody. Oh, yeah. But after a season of Coral yeah. and the little girl is missing. 
Yeah. And you're like, you know where she's going to turn yeah. up. Yeah. And she did. What, what I'll say is. And they couldn't defend a prison. Yeah. Like, really? But no, it, it's a TV show. And again, some really bad writing. But that's like, it was interesting to watch Carol become this badass from this weemish little abused housewife. That was really a neat transformation. It was fun to watch over seasons. But the same token, you see where while he was knocked out in the hospital, Shane, the cop, quickly kind of adjusted the post-apocalyptic world and became a dirtbag. And his good buddy Rich Grimes is like, I can't believe what you've done, and that's my wife. Well, dude, we thought you were dead and done for. And so I don't want to let you wait for the three of you that haven't seen at least or aware of this stuff, but over over a timeline, you finally see uh, Rick Grimes turn into Shane and even worse so. And it was interesting to see that him adapt to the post-optic world. And he's trying to embrace, I'm a lawman, I'm a decent man, I'm a father and a husband and all that. And people look to me and he kind of goes down that darker path. But again, when I quit watching was around the time when um, Negan and all that stuff, because the writing got so bad. If you really go back with an open mind and watch that, they do some incredibly breathtakingly stupid stuff that you're like, these characters are smarter than this. And then suddenly they're not. They're just doing really dumb stuff. And I'm like, this is bad writing where well, here's the outcome we want. Now let's have the writing match up to that. And it was just bad writing. Yeah, they're you know? as stupid as the plot calls I mean, for. Yeah, and it's just, and it was so aggravating to watch these characters keep doing dumb things over and over that I'm like, these characters know better. Any adult in this situation should know better. This is just dumb. You but know. the comics are probably pretty good. Oh, yeah. No, I don't doubt the comics are great. And what's funny is some of the characters that died off in the show pretty quickly were ones that lived forever and were beloved characters in the comics. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, again, props to Kirkman. Go go read the comics, you know. But All right. Uh, we've gone on for a bit, but yeah. uh, we'll give you one bonus opportunity to crap on Watsy if you'd like. Okay, so I was talking to Eddie about this. For anyone that's listened to us for any length of time, anyone that's paid attention, way back, gosh, over a year ago, before any of that OGL stuff happened, any of that, we kind of warned y'all about some things that, if you're watching the industry and you're paying attention, was going on with Hasbro and Watsy. Both of them... You can't just put it all on Watsy or Hasbro. They both are guilty of a lot of sins and some bad stuff. And this is when I would talk to you that I supposedly listened to our podcast about it when I'd bump into them. And they'd be like, hmm. And I'd be like, are you not paying it? Like, I'm going to gloss over that part or I don't want to hear it or, or whatever the mindset is. But we warn y'all. I mean, like, you might have thought, oh, I fit these guys with ten full hats. Well, a lot of that stuff that I warned about we warned about has come to fruition. Like they've, they've canceled their uh, publishing agreement with what is it? Whatever publishing company they've used for years, and random house or something like that. Hmm. Why would they do that? They're not going to have physical books anymore. There'll be some, but that's going to almost be like a, a token thing and you'll pay a premium for a book. They want this, and now we've said this down the line, this is going to be a strictly virtual situation. You're either, you're going to buy a PDF, if nothing else, and still play it at home that you'll have to play from a pad or your phone or print it out, you know. And they're really strongly pushing the VTT. And, yes, absolutely. This is, again, this is not just some sh- – I mean, there's finally – this stuff is on paper. Like, you can see it. It's not just hearsay or rumors or whatever. It's going to be all these microtransactions and all this stuff. So, I mean, it's everything that we warned y'all about well over a year ago. And some people, I'm sure, will all matinate or crazy, you know. No, it's come to fruition. It's exactly what I said. It's they want you to be playing on their virtual ta- tabletop. 
and your books to be in digital format. And here's the thing is recently, um, Nolan, the, the guy who's in all the movies, he did like the Batman movies. Right? Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan came out and said, it's imperative that you own books and you own physical copies of movies. Why would that be? Because you don't own anything if you just have digital versions. It's, it's a long-term rental as long as they want you to be able to rent it from them. Uh-huh. Or they, there's a beloved part of that movie that they decide is is problematic and they're going to they're gonna sanitize it and remove that from the movie. And you're like, wait, what happened? This isn't the same movie anymore. Yeah, so even uh, Del Toro, Guillermo, whatever, came out and was like, yeah, I, he's 100% right. And we even talked about this on a podcast a while back with Bad Mike. It behooves you to own that physical comic or that collected, what do you call them when all the trade paperback, trade graphic paperbacks, novel. graphic novel, whatever. It behooves you to own that stuff or have a physical DVD of a movie or something or a physical copy of that video game because going forward at some point they go decide well we don't like that concept we don't like that idea they can or they're that part of the book or the movie's problematic they can just sanitize it and erase it right out and and that sucks i mean you should decide for yourself if i don't want to be exposed i don't want my child to be exposed that you should be able that that decision should be in your hands well they can just completely take it away entirely too though exactly oh we we don't want you you know whatever so the long short of it is if there's only a a pdf and what if they decide later well we think orcs and goblins are problematic well just remove them and you're like well what the crap you know it behooves you first of all don't give (laughs) said this a hundred times but one more time please don't give watts your hands with any of your money if you want to play fifth edition fine if you already own it great if nothing else, though, there are a million other games that are just as good or better. Go check those out and play one of those. You know, give those people your money. But I anyway. used copy. Yeah, there you go. You know, kind of like we're talking about with these D and D action figures. This is some aftermarket. Yep. You know, kind of thing. You're not helping Watsy if you buy those. So by all means, buy them from Ollie's or whatever. And like you said, finish mentioned, I saw those at the store and I loved to throw a dollar at Dragon's Nest, but I was not going to give Hasbro Watsy one penny of my money. I'm that guy. I'm I'm righteous about that sort of thing. I'm, I try to walk the path, you know, talk the talk, walk the walk. But the other thing is, yeah, is keep in mind that they own magic. Yeah. So of your big three things in the game store, Role-playing games, uh-huh. that's D&D. Uh-huh. Tabletop or card games, that's magic. Uh-huh. What they don't own is uh, board games, uh-huh. but uh-huh. who knows what that'll end up being. Uh-huh. So, I mean, uh-huh. you've got to fight Watsy all the way around because yeah. they're still making that magic money, and they want to take that digital too. And I've thought about... Um, as they develop tools like uh, D&D Beyond uh-huh. to make D&D virtual, uh-huh. the exact same thing's happening on the magic side. I'm not surprised. And I I want to say it's like uh, there's Magic Arena, which is their little virtual card game. Uh-huh. And then there's Table Magic or something along those lines. But that's uh-huh. the virtual one that they do. Uh-huh. So they do one where it's like you hook your camera up and I'll hook my camera up and we'll play cards together online. Uh-huh. But there's no need to go to your physical store anymore. Yeah. Anything that can do to destroy the very... And God, folks, you've got to acknowledge that's pretty crappy that brick-and-mortar game stores are what d- built Magic and built D&D. To completely crap on the very people that help build your hobby into what it is. But that's why we're down on Games Workshop. Games Workshop has done everything it can to try them to kind of 
shit on brick and mortar places that help build their game up too. It's really crappy, you know. But anyway, um, but that's a decision you have to make for yourself. But I'm just saying to sit here and put your finger in your ears and go, la, 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 whatever, that no, Games Workshop has been doing some really dirty, awful crap. Please don't give them your money. They don't deserve it. And they're just, and, and it's not about, they just, there's one thing about trying to make a buck as a business. Of course, you won't stay solvent if you don't, but they're egregious with this. It's greedy. It's really bad. And they're doing, and they're doing dirty the very people these game stores that help build them in the first place. That's just really dirty. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, 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 it's bad all the way around. But anyway, I just was going to say that I wanted to, you know, reiterate to do your own research always with anything in life. Don't just, but if you'll, but as you said, people, Oh, I don't want to know, but if you'll do any little bit of research, everything that we talked about, it's, it's finally out there. Like it's now they're finally acknowledging and it's common knowledge and it's in black and white. You can see that all the things we warned you over a year about are absolutely, it's, it's exactly what we you know said. So, yeah. And I think I've met all of my friends around the game table yeah. in warm one form or another, be, be it board games or role playing games. So if we didn't have that place to meet up at the game shop, how, how am I going to meet these people? Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, if there's people that want to play games virtual online, that's fine. But you've got Foundry. You've got uh, uh, a tabletop. Uh, there's what, D20. Uh, Roll20. Roll, yeah, Roll20, Foundry. Uh, what's the other one I can't think of? But anyway, but there's numerous different ways to play virtual. If you want to, great. Play via those services and play whatever game you want. But Even if you want to play 5th edition, yeah. you can play... Stuff that you already have, stuff that you got secondhand, stuff that's pretty much a clone. Yeah. There's yeah. plenty of ways around it. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Anyway, yeah, enough about that. I'm going to get off the soapbox. But that's one of those things that just, uh, I had been reading some stuff and seeing some things pop up to where, um, and if it's something that interests you, if you're like, all right, Matt, we'll put your money where your mouth is, give me some tools. We already did an episode where we talked about some very popular uh, game systems you could use in lieu of fifth edition. There's actually a group of guys out of Liberty, Texas. Here, they're Texans that are working on a game that I've looked at that's in its alpha version, and it's really, really, really good. And it's close enough to fifth edition that if you're that person, like, well, I already know fifth edition. This is close enough. It's an easy adopt. But at the same time, it's got some really neat bells and whistles, and it's a little bit different. But more importantly, most important, it's not Hasbro Watsy. And it, it, the alpha rules are free right now online. It's it's called like DC20 or something like that. But uh, And it's some guys out of Liberty, Texas. And I've looked at it. It looks pretty interesting. There's got a, a bunch of YouTube videos. And so who knows? That might be the thing to get some of the people to finally, bu- that haven't by now, budged off of, because uh, even beyond what we warned you about, that whole OGL debacle, we didn't take them. I mean, who could see that coming? But boy, that really, that's when um, uh, Goodman Games and um, Pinnacle and stuff, their warehouses emptied out. Like they were not prepared for that level of sales. It's the mm-hmm. best thing they ever could have done for the other game companies. And I mean, I'm glad they did because people needed something to get them off their can to, to look at other games but yeah anyway. we'll see how this sixth edition or 5.5 goes yeah are people gonna jump onto that we'll see i think some people just always 
sheepishly go or whatever. I but think whenever there's an edition change, you lose people with the two. Oh, though. absolutely. And there's some people playing 3.5, second edition, first edition. Hell, there's probably, I'm sure there's people still playing fourth edition somewhere. But anyway. Yeah, but what are your thoughts on that? I'd love to hear what you think about it you know, and any kind of suggestions. Like I said, if you'd want us to go, well, what are things we can do to transition or you know, what are some options? What can we do to preserve the game? You know, da-da-da-da-da. If that's something you want us to talk about, let us know. We'll give us some feedback. And where can they leave that feedback? At uh, noclassrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Sounds good to me because I'm looking at that clock on the wall. Oh, my. And that clock on the wall says we're all out of hit points. Uh.